0: I don't have a set and cert, a set insert. yeah I can't even talk today, a certain set. <laughs> Welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Janessa McKenzie, an intuitive business and mindset coach to inspired success driven solopreneurs like you who are ready to show up like a badass boss and create the impact and income they desire. It's my mission to help you see who you were created to be so you can share your gifts with the world and make a difference. My approach to business is not what most would call normal. Thank God, because being weird and unapologetic about it is my jam. On this podcast, we mix the woo with the do to help you create the space, energetics and strategy to attract the clients and cash you really want, while unapologetically showing up as who you are so you can design the business and life you desire from the inside out. So if you're ready to say peace to settling, hiding, half-assing and dimming your light, and yes to having the abundant, profitable business and life of your dreams without living on the edge of exhaustion and overwhelm, listen up as I hit the BS button on the extremely outdated perception that you need to hustle to be something you're not to be successful. Thank you so much for being here today. Now let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here with Brett Trembley today and he owns Excuse me, he owns virtual staffing for small business owners. Um, he works with mostly law firms, but he helps liberate small business owners with incredible offshore virtual assistants. Uh, I also have an offshore virtual assistant, and she is amazing. So I'm sure that this conversation is going to be incredible and will be filled with information. And uh, welcome, Brett. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm fantastic today. How are you? Awesome.
0: It's cold and windy but otherwise I'm great.
1: <laughs> well I'm, I'm down in Miami so it's sunny and <laughs> not so windy. It's it's uh you know half the year it's too hot here but the other half is pretty darn nice. Yeah you're just bragging at this point.
0: <laughs> sitting here and like it feels like eight degrees here where I am today.
1: So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well you're indoors that works.
0: Yes yeah. Yes, that, that would be awful if I was recording outside. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about you, Brett. What do you do? Who do you help? How do you help them?
1: Yeah, so you mentioned we, we mostly work with lawyers. And uh, One thing, you know, uh, something I heard a long time ago that I have found to be so true is niches bring riches. So
0: Amen. we have a lot of
1: different clients in a lot of different areas, but myself and my co-founder are both lawyers by trade. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not something where we were failed unsuccessful lawyers. And so then we tried to do something else. <laughs> um, uh, I still have a, a 10 attorney law firm in, in Florida that's growing, you know, very quickly and, and does very well. Mm-hmm. And my business partner had a, a really successful, um, uh, real estate practice, but get Stacked up is the name of our new company. And it grew so quickly and it continues to do so. That he sold his law firm and, and he only does this full time. I, I split my time between both companies. And awesome. um, niches bring riches. And so we said, well, let's focus on uh, targeting attorneys. That, that means we know what to say. That means we know what publications to be in. We know, um, you know, basically to how to tailor our message. And then we'll pick up other clients along the way because really a, a virtual assistant. For a service business it's the same thing for a lot of a lot of different you yeah. know, across the board so uh just wanted to kind of make that clear the more you can niche down you, you it may and i know we're talking to young entrepreneurs here in, in terms of this podcast so um it may seem like well then i'll miss all this work but you won't and you'll create a flywheel effect which is gonna pick up steam and pick up momentum. And if you become known for that person in that niche, then you'll grow way faster than you otherwise could have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. So how did you get started in this specific
1: niche? We, um, uh, so he was not my business partner at the time, but um, he was my friend at the time. And um, he went to lunch with somebody who had somebody offshore um, in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And he was just very intrigued by the idea, and I always make the joke I didn't see him for two months, and, and we were used to having very regular get-togethers. So he like resurfaced at the end of 2017, and he had five new employees, four out of the Philippines and one um, in Latin America. And I was like, "Holy cow, that, that's amazing!" You know, get me somebody. So yeah. we did, and 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 we just start talking about how how expensive it is to hire and how hard it is to hire and how so many business owners could use this help because offshoring or outsourcing which are two different things by the way we don't outsource we, you, like you're in control of your virtual assistant even though we are the the employer of record so that we maintain uh employer liability we do the payroll we do the taxes all those other things right but um, you are in control of your VA. So this is not outsourcing. They work for you and under your dominion and control. And and I just think that's a a huge distinction between what we do and and what other people do. And, and, you know, by the way, we have moved mostly away from the Philippines and about 90% of our virtual assistants come out of Mexico Central and South America, or as I say, Latin America. So um, that's uh just a, a huge differentiator for us.
0: Mm. Has there been a reason for that?
1: Yeah, I mean the the well, I I say time zone, but even if we have some in the Philippines, they work the graveyard shift so that they can be available during your hours. So, but what what I mean by time zone, just more convenient. It's more natural, and the cultures in the Western Hemisphere are a lot more similar, and you will find a lot better. Uh, written and spoken english in the western hemisphere and that so what the way we look at the philippines essentially um you know and again there, there there are many many exceptions this is not just one sweeping diagnosis of of you know an entire region or country but um you know culture matters it shapes us and so does education and we found that um, taking tasks and, and doing repeated tasks very well was a skill set that they had in the Philippines. But for client facing, right? So what we do is reception, full time receptionists. And we're full time only, by the way. Full time intake coordinators, personal assistants, executive assistants, client happiness directors, marketing assistants—all of the, the high turnover positions in a business that are hard to fill and hard to keep—you can use somebody. Um offshore for those and have a huge amount of success. but you want somebody who if it's client facing who speaks really good English and who writes really well and and we found you know much higher level of success in Latin America.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So talk to me about the the pricing because I know I know that a lot of um, my audience and other people's audiences that use offshore virtual assistants, have, um, there's been a a little bit of pushback sometimes because you're they're like, why would you pay them so little? Right. But it's, it's not really about that. Like we're actually paying them way more than what their own minimum wage is.
1: Yes. So it depends. Um, there are people that, that and so I'll just answer your question first. So our prices for a marketing person, that's someone who has a college education and experience in marketing, it's, it's $2,050 a month. That's a flat fee, all in, you pay us and then we pay the virtual assistant and we do all the taxes and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our most popular by far, because we have like three categories of where we where we place people, is mm-hmm. the middle category is the administrative assistant. And that's someone that can basically do almost anything in your business, that's $1,850 a month, flat okay. fee, all in. And then our clerical virtual assistants out of the Philippines is sixteen fifty. So it's interesting that you say, um, and by the way, at eighteen fifty it's it's under eleven dollars an hour, it's just over ten. So yeah. um, but you you say that people there's some pushback because when people sometimes see our prices they say, Oh, well, I can get someone out of the Philippines for five dollars an hour. And our response to that is, Well, go ahead. Like if if you can <laughs> do it yourself, and and I, I don't mean that, you know, I yeah. just like no, look no. In, in the four-hour work week, Tim Ferriss makes the argument it's going to take you seven tries, which could take you a year and a half to find somebody who you really like. So if you really don't value your time, you know. And, and by the way, there's a hidden cost of hiring in terms of the time it takes you, and not just the money out the door, but all the resources of forty-eight hundred dollars every time you go through the exercise. So if you want to do that times seven, you know, knock yourself out. But the goal here isn't to pay people you know bargain basement prices because in order to pay people above the median average where they live you know and that's really the difference here we're talking about economic arbitrage so if you pay someone ten dollars an hour here they're not going to be able to advance their family they're not going to be able to move from lower income or, or lower middle class you know up into the upper middle class which is to me, still one of the most important things about getting an education here in the U.S. is to do better for your family. Mm-hmm. They're going to have one door in and one door out. So you're going to have to pay them way more. But to pay someone way more to answer phones and to do the administrative tasks, which basically are worth $10 an hour that bring that kind of value to your business, very important you know, parts of your business, it's it's stressful on the entrepreneur, and the business owner to constantly try to grow, but to have overhead keep up with your your revenue is just a, a frustrating it's like well amazon wasn't profitable you know for 20 years well okay that's a little bit different of an animal it's a small <laughs> business you know if you're a small business owner you have to be profitable or you're going out of business it's just basic economics there's yeah. no I mean, i'm not i'm not gonna sit around and argue with anybody over that one so um so we find the best of the best we have we will have this year a hundred thousand people apply to work for us, which means work for our clients. Um, and we will place less than 1% of that. So we're finding truly the best 1% of applicants in the world. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pay them above the median for where they live, which means they make a very good living. They'll be happy and you'll be happy. I mean, it's really, it sounds too good to be true. Yeah. And And that's why we're growing so quickly. I mean, we can barely we can barely keep up with our our new clients right now. It's really been crazy.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, and I think that's a really good point. Is that I think a lot of people—that's the point they miss—is that you know uh, people living in other countries, as the offshore countries, like you said, Mexico, Central Mexico, um, Philippines—they're—they're. They're, um, The cost of living there is so much less than it is in the United States. Yeah. So to pay them nine or $10 an hour is like, you know, I don't even know what that would convert to here, but it's a lot. (laughs) So the, and they can. So you're hiring somebody that might be in a lower income bracket right now, not really able to take care of their family, and you're elevating them. Right. Exactly. So you know, that's what we do with service-based businesses. Most service-based businesses and, and the clients and and customers that I work with, that's their goal, right? That is the mission that they have. Their vision is to empower and to rise people and to to help people grow and succeed. So even by paying somebody nine or ten dollars an hour, you're still doing that. Yeah. It's just you're helping oh. them in a different country. It's like, it doesn't make any difference where they are,
1: you no. know? One of, one of the, the things about this business that I never anticipated when we started, because we spent the first six months of 2018, um, we made five quick sales and then we said, okay, good. So, I mean, again, this was a startup, okay? So you're talking about like at the time about five to $6,000 in, in revenue per month just so we can pay a few of our own virtual assistants and what we're going to do is we're going to start building the technology and build the back end we're we're going to just work on getting the marketing set up getting all of the features ready to go so when we hit we hit play you know we're we're ready and so we spent 6 months doing that without really trying to fill you know make any sales and so once we said okay we're ready let's go um, I mean, 18. We're, we're coming up on. We're still not really at three years of of making sales, and, and that kind of investment um, in our infrastructure early on has has paid dividends just by you know getting our ducks in a row.
0: Yeah, and doing it yourself first.
1: Well, right. I mean, you know, yeah. in, in terms of of entrepreneurs listening to this, I, I make I make the argument that if somebody wants to start a social media company, because we're all familiar with um the social media companies that are like well for you know 30 social media posts per month sometimes yeah. like that you know and yeah. a blog um uh, you know that's your content i do content marketing and it'll be 2000 a month it's like holy cow yeah. but but let's but let's say i am that person because you know my argument is one for the business owner you can hire somebody full-time to do thousands of pieces of content through us you know every month over a thousand pieces of content because we have different materials that that we hand out that can help train your virtual assistant on those things Mm. uh, for less than that. But if you, if that's your business, if if you're, if you're going to do social media marketing, for example, you need to make two sales right at $1,500. Once you, once you've done that hire a virtual assistant and invest the time into training them. And from there, it's all, it's all profit. So what you're doing, Is you're seeing how much, how many clients that that one, it's really like an employee. That's how people, that's how we tell our clients to look at their virtual system. This is a person that's part of your team, okay? Mm -hmm. Not somebody you've outsourced and you don't communicate with. They show up at 9 a.m. your time, they work for you and only you, they answer to you, they should be part of your team activities and your retreats and your meetings and all that good stuff. So if you can fill their plate with 10 people at $1,500 a month, you're bringing in 15,000 and you're paying them, let's say 1850 through us, right? Mm -hmm. Now, see, those are some nice margins. And if you're virtual, especially. So now you're saying, okay, I'm onto something here. I can rinse and repeat. And as you grow, well, now you're going to have the money to start hiring people stateside as well. And, you know, like that. that's that's a smarter way that I wish I had known about building a business. Um, And get back to my other point, you know, the thing that I never thought, what was was I never just saw you know when when we started this business was how we were going to be able to change people's lives overseas, we are finding just these amazing hardworking wonderful people they just have to be happen to be born in different parts of the world. Wow. And we're changing their lives we're giving them and their families steady income predictable income and then after a year they're getting raises and uh, they're being paid very well for where they live and so. You know, A, I always argue if you're worried about offshoring or outsourcing or whatever it is, you know, politically, mm-hmm. um, those are the low paying jobs that people here in the U.S. frankly don't want or do. And and yeah. with the way that unemployment works, it doesn't make any sense to even keep those jobs anymore. You, you can make almost as much as by staying home.
0: Yeah. And second
1: of all, you know, we're really helping the global economy. So if you're helping thousands of people in other parts of the world, well, they don't need to. Move to another country to 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 change, you know, really anything anymore, and and that that has been such an underrated part of this thing. All the lives of the wonderful people that we've helped in other parts of the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a a really big point, you know, to make for this is that, you know, that's exactly it. I mean, I don't, really don't can't even add to that because <laughs> boom, mic drop, right? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So what brand is really important here, especially online. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel like if they hire somebody, especially to write content, that they're afraid that that person isn't going to get their voice or get their brand. So tell us how you or how would you suggest somebody, you know, really train or on board somebody like that, like uh, an offshore assistant, to really understand what their voice is if they're going to be writing content for them?
1: So, this is a very good question. And uh, we've had people say, Well, I, I just want someone from your team to take a Roman marketing. It's like, oh, okay, hold on, time out. Nobody's, these are not like magical fairy unicorns, you know, <laughs> that are going to pull from your head as in, in your vision and your dream of your company Mm -hmm. what you want to say and the message that you're trying to get out to the world that's that's not possible these are uh highly proficient motivated doers okay most entrepreneurs have a hundred new ideas before they're done with their shower and breakfast in the morning yeah (laughs) because that's that's how our minds work we're just like i could do this and what about this and you know we're sending tech that's why to me i like where i'm always on my phone is i'm constantly double checking things right because mm-hmm. you delegate but then you also make sure you follow up to make sure things are happening. Yeah. But then at the same time, um it's because I have you know new ideas and me and my, my business partner constantly what about this? What about this? And you know, we've got a very organized system where we almost stop doing that and, and we hold it to our weekly meetings or else we would just constantly be you know texting and then losing things via text. But anyway, yeah I digress. <laughs> so you're going to get all of those ideas off the shelf whether they're actually written down or in your mind and delegate all those things or if you get a personal assistant delegate 80 percent of the things you're doing right now 80 20 year old. just constantly get rid of the things that are taking up your time and the way that you train people is by showing them what you've already done and then testing them okay well right right you know design it like when we do an interview we say design a tweet for me right now both content and words, and let me see how you do it and how quickly you work. Mm. And that, that'll tell you a lot. And if they are not, you know, nailing the, the the words the right way, well, they can show you, you know, a few times a week, 30 new pieces of content. It'll take you five minutes to go through and just reword some of them. You know, no, yeah. don't, nobody's, nobody's going to be perfect, but the longer they're with you, the better they're going to do. And then you just got to keep you know, training, training, giving a little bit more, and slowly you loosen the reins and you let them run with it.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a like another important point right there is that no matter what, where you hire somebody or who you hire, you uh, have to, you know, train them and onboard them to the point where they're they're understanding. Like they don't have to see the same vision you do, but they have to understand the vision you have. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's
1: that's look and and you're you know how liberating it is as an entrepreneur to have somebody that you can delegate things to because what happens is like I said before all of those ideas they they jumble up your headspace and you like you you know you need to get certain things done but your newsletter falls off and then you mm-hmm. you start this new thing and you know there, there's even a lady that does what we do who who is a lawyer who does uh, virtual assistance. From the Philippines and she posted on a public forum the other day you know finally got back to my newsletter because it fell off for months and months and I'm thinking don't (laughs) you have like you have virtual assistants at your fingertips and you can't even like it you know it's it's just kind of laughable sometimes but you know when you try to do things yourself It they they just you get too busy and you can't do it, and so you have to have somebody to delegate those things to. And when you do it, it's just incredibly liberating,
0: yeah. And I can you know say that that happened to me today, actually. So I have a virtual assistant here in the US, and then I have one offshore. Um, but the one the virtual assistant here today in the US was uh, I had looked at something in my podcast folders and one was missing an image. So I sent her a message. I'm like, Hey, can you put blah blah's image in this folder? And she sent back, Oh, I, they don't have an image in that, in the form. And I was just about to go type an email to the guest being like, can you send me your image? And I'm like, why am I going to do that? Because Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to like, do something else. It was like 10 minutes before we were going to get on this And that's not the email that I was writing, by the way, when we. (laughs) 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 So funny. Um, But I just shot her back another message. I'm like, Hey, can you just send her an email and ask her for the picture? You know, it's like those little things. Like now I don't have to stop what I'm doing, go into my email. So I don't forget to, to do it, you know, instead I'm just going, Hey, can you just send this email? Like, it is freeing. When you say that, it's like, I wrote a list the other day because I wanted to kind of make a point in one of my posts. And I wrote down all the things, like all the people, specific, like people that I would have to hire to cover all of the things that I do. Not that I do, but that my yeah. in my business has to be done.
1: How many, how many people did you get
0: that like six or seven, like very specific people, but my virtual assistants can do 95% of those things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so first of all, I just absolutely love that you did that. It is so rare Mm. to hear somebody say they actually write things down like that. So what, what I, we tell people when we're doing webinars or workshops or speaking events is there's an exercise um, that a guy named Perry Marshall, really, really good marketing author, Um, he suggests that we also recommend take a sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle on the left side, write down, just put on the top things I love doing and on the right side, put things I hate doing. Yeah. So under the left side, things I love doing, write down everything you really truly enjoy doing on the right side, write down everything that you do that you don't enjoy doing. And that's what you delegate. So, so that's just a, a quick tip for the listeners. Because um, it doesn't have to be a marketing assistant right away. It could just be a personal assistant to unclog your time. Like, that's my story. Once I got my first employee, I doubled my revenue the next month because I finally had time to do the actual work of the business. But getting back to your list, it's funny. I totally respect that you you went through the exercise. And I don't know your business. However, <laughs> we, are, we are up to 40 people internally, okay? Like our own internal team gets staffed up, and we are still nowhere near everybody just having one hat. Yeah. And so, like, if back in the day, because my law firm, you know, we have uh, 25 people, and same thing. But back in the day, I was like, okay, well, everyone looks for an endpoint. Like, okay, if I could just hire this this person, and for me, is like this attorney in this prayer league, I'll be good. I can make some money, right? Okay, but now I need an intake, and now I need this, and then it just keeps going and going and going. And the, the more you grow, Janessa, the, the the more things pop up on your plate that you're like, oh, I never knew that, you know, was going to be an issue or a thing. And, yeah. and it's wild just just how as you grow, it's like new level, new devil, and just more things continue to come up. So if, if you if you truly have a business that you could have six or seven people and everybody could just do one thing, I, that would be just amazing. Yeah. Um, But, but that's a different conversation, right? Like that's just wearing one hat because you can have your virtual assistants take on a lot of different tasks. Like I don't want people at the early stage to worry about just the whole everybody doing one thing that that's for later down the road.
0: Yeah. And I just opened the list that we were talking about and it's actually 12.
1: (laughs) I was a little right then right off the bat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 12 people. Um, And You know, I do love writing my own posts because I'm creative like that and I get inspiration that just kind of pops into my head and I'm like, Ooh, yep. And I, you know, when I'm writing content, it just kind of flows. So, but doing the things that like have to be done every month, like set it, even just setting up the newsletter so that it's done. And all I have to do is like, just go plug in some words. Saves me, you know, 15 minutes. And it might not sound like a lot, but that 15, what else could you be doing in that 15 minutes? Because it's something you could be doing some kind of revenue generating activity for 15 minutes, or you could be, you know, exercising for 15 minutes. You could be eating your lunch. You could be
1: spending time with your
0: kids. Like,
1: it's not just 15, first of all. And then it takes another 10. to get back on track 10 to 20 Yeah. but it's 15 here 15 there which means hours here and hours there i'll yeah. tell you the, no- yeah. the number one thing that gets in the way of people being productive is email and i'm not making that joke because when we got on the phone you were yeah. it, you know. like I, I created um also back in 2018 an email delegation system we call taming the monster and mm. we give it out a free pdf to people um and it it, it especially for lawyers again that again that's our niche that's what that's what i do but but i'm sure you know a lot of service professionals are the same way we could spend eight hours a day on email if if we aren't we aren't careful you just get Mm -hmm. nothing done like no real work just arguing fighting email needs to be treated like mail answer it once a damn day and move on and get to the thing so yeah yeah, you you, the, the distractions and and not having somebody to delegate to is just so frustrating because you start writing down your to-do list and you're like, Oh, I want to be working till midnight.
0: Yeah. You're like, what just happened? Mm -hmm. Where did all my time go and what did I really get done today? Like that's happened to me a million times. I've gotten to the end of the day and been like, I feel like I did nothing today. (laughs) 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 So, so yeah, I mean, having, knowing what you need, what you specifically need to do, in your business. And then also what you want to do in your business, because there are some things that light people up and other things that don't, right? Like, like I said, I love writing my content. Do I, you know, could I have somebody write like two or three posts a week for me? Yeah, absolutely. But I do love writing my content. So there are, you know, people that love that. There are people that love to, <clears throat> I don't ever would know why anyone would love this that has their own podcast, but to like edit Peep. some people love to like edit their own podcasts. Great. That's really what you want to do. Yeah. Um, but I think the big thing here is to look at where you're spending your time. And, what you're saying no to by spending your time in those things.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that's such a good way to put it. Um, you're, you you must have had this conversation before because you're yeah. saying a lot of the same things that that we, we that's like our repeated message you delegate your way to freedom, delegate your way to freedom. What, what do you yeah. spend your time on? And it, again, it's about what you love and don't love, not about what other people say you should be doing. So if you mm-hmm. want to continue to crunch numbers, then do it. If you want to, not practice law anymore or not be a CPA anymore and run the business do it I mean it's it's if you want to take pictures and that's it and everything else is delegated in terms of the posting and the editing and all that great if you like editing if you like editing your own podcast great but delegate all those things you don't like doing and focus on the highest and best use of your time and what you love doing
0: yeah absolutely amen to all that So what, what do you feel like the best place to start is? And and I know that, you know, we talked about the, the newer entrepreneurs here who are probably either have, are scared to death to hire somebody because they're not making consistent income right now. Let's talk about that actually. Let's talk about that because that's very interesting to me because I remember the first time I heard start building your team even if it's just one va i let i wanted to throw up yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was like um but but i'm not making any money how am i supposed to pay them um but let's talk about the benefits of actually hiring somebody when you're not quite sure you can yet
1: it's it's okay so this is this is probably my favorite part of this whole business when we have this conversation and we get Mm. some people, because every time I speak, I imagine who I'm speaking to and it's me in 2012 and
0: 13. Yeah. I, started,
1: I started my business late 2011, um, thought I would just be Mr. Wonderful and uh, everything would come rushing in and I would grow like crazy. And I had a lot of energy, you're running on adrenaline for those first few months. And then, you know, it was slow and, and it was a grind and I had a new house, a new kid, um, you know, I was newly married. And I didn't, I don't have you know, like family money. I didn't have, You know, I was in debt, student loan, et cetera. Mm. And it was very stressful. And so that, that feeling that you're talking about is why I wanted to be part of this business because it shouldn't be, it shouldn't make you sick to your stomach when you wanna get help. Yeah. But it, here in the US it does for a few reasons. One, it's just way more expensive. And two, our, our relationship with money and and this is me, like I, I was so afraid of failure um. and I had to do a lot of reading and a, and a lot of soul searching and and more reading to find that out about myself and really mm. learn what was holding me back. And I couldn't hire someone because I, I said, well, I'm only bringing in, let's say 5,000 a month. That barely pays the bills, you know, for, for the business and, and home and maybe some groceries. Like I can't afford someone, but the reason mm. I was only bringing in that amount of money per month is because I didn't have help, and yeah. that's the that's the part that, that is so hard. And I and I'll look someone in the eye and I'll say it, and it's like I hear what you're saying, Brett, but nope, I don't have the money. I can't do it. And if yeah. have this. I need to have you know X amount of dollars in my account before I can hire someone. So, and five thousand may be too high. Maybe maybe you have a, a photography business and it's like a thousand a month or 500 or 1500 whatever it is Mm -hmm. i i normally say don't do part-time it's going to work out poorly for you you've got split loyalties you've got people that that are one foot in one foot out you never know what they're doing but in this case even if it's somebody for 10 hours a week even if it's in the us just get someone to do all the things what are all the things all the things that are you're not getting paid for right you're not getting paid for Putting up your own website, you're not getting paid for putting out you know some some content on social media. You're getting paid to do the service that someone is hiring you to do. That Mm. could be that could be take taking pictures. It could be doing legal work, like in my case. It could be crunching numbers because you're a bookkeeper. It could be coaching, (laughs) coaching right. Like whatever it is, can you imagine hiring a coach who's like, well, I don't have any help. Why why should I listen to you? because you know this is more about personal growth than it is about professional or income growth. You have to become the kind of person that is able to pragmatically and logically hear arguments like we're making and say, that makes sense, that's what I need to do. Not to say, well, I, that makes sense, but my subconscious is so afraid I'm gonna block that message and I'm still not gonna hire anyone in 20 years from now, I'll still be doing exactly what I'm doing, which happens to so many people yeah. And I start to like hit the desk and emphasize because man, <laughs> if I could wring my own neck back then, I could have saved myself two years of just a lot of stress, <laughs> a lot of stress and, and heartache. I mean, look, I, I didn't, I wasn't going homeless or anything, but it was constantly, where's my next thing going to come from? Mm. And I, you know, for for lawyers, it, it maybe the math is a little bit easier, but one billable hour per day, if you go to two, that's called doubling, right? One plus yeah. one is two, big time math here. <laughs> and and so when you do one per day for 22 working days a month, and then you go to two per day, now you're at 44, you've just made twice as much, okay? Mm-hmm. The same thing happens when you get one client, you go to two, you go to two to four, but you'll never get there if you're up until midnight trying to do all the work because all you did all day long was... Again, me back in the day, send faxes and answer my own phones and do emails and the network and then go to lunch. I just all of the things that get in the way of doing what you set out to do. Yeah,
0: yes, absolutely, and that it that is exactly how I felt too. And in the beginning, I was like, um, yeah, I, yeah, I I can hear you. Like like you said, I hear you telling me that you know. Hiring somebody is going to help me make more money. But logically, my logic brain is saying, I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) Because that doesn't make any sense to me at all. And yeah, it took me about a year to be like, okay, what could I be doing when I'm not doing all this stuff?
1: Yep. Yeah
0: and and it, it definitely it definitely helps especially when you and I think control is another big thing with entrepreneurs too they feel like if they don't do it it's not going to get done right
1: yeah but but see here's where okay so i've heard a lot of people say that right first of all no offense get over yourself <laughs> no no and, and i'm serious and the way i say that is because when someone when You ever hear like somebody thank their coach who got through to them and told them to like stop being a victim and and to Mm. accept, you know, responsibility for everything. They're so thankful for the person that finally got through to them. So I I can say that. Second of all, it's an excuse because, you know, in our case, we're not talking about delegating the actual legal work to a virtual assistant, Mm. you know someday when it's time to hire your first attorney because you're you're drowning in legal work because you've done everything else right well then yes now it's time to to get over that part but it's usually an an excuse like somebody can't do it as good as me okay but is is something done is at 80 percent as good as you could do it and twice as much is that better or is all the marketing you're never doing that's not getting out there because it's not perfect is what's better which one yeah you, you can't you can't logically argue it's better to not market and to not ask more people for the business because it's everything's got to be perfect, but you're too busy to get there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, love it, love it. So, what are some of the you know? I mean, we definitely talked about a lot of benefits, right? But when somebody comes to you and says, "Okay, here's what I need. I need somebody to handle all of my marketing for me." And they, you know, say, okay, we're going to, you know, hand it all over. What, what is the biggest thing that, you know, happens? And, and I know this is, I'm kind of piecing this together as I'm saying it, because my brain's working twice as fast as my mouth is right now. (laughs) So, when they come to you and they're like, here is the whatever, two grand for somebody to like take over my marketing. Now, you're saying that these people that you're hiring f- for this other person, well, I know you're not hiring for them, but mm, I don't know. We'll get into that later. But <laughs> is it they're 40 hours a week? Like these VAs, are they 40 hours yes. a week?
1: Yeah, it's, it's full time only. So, we go find somebody really great and then um, we, present them to you in a profile, you get to watch a video of the interview we do with them, look at all their written materials, there's two videos. If you say, yeah, I want to interview this person, then that's the first thumbs up, thumbs up, I want to interview that person. And then when you do the interview yourself with that person, if you want to hire them, great, if not, you know, thumbs down, and we start the process over. So you're in charge of who you hire, we're not just giving you someone, Mm -hmm. they're working for you 40 hours a week and only for you. And, And that's it. So then it's on you, we're finding you motivated, raw talent, really great people that, you know, have some experience or or some are fresh out of school, but 95% of them have a college education. You know, some of them are so great. We're like, I don't care if if you never went to school, you're amazing, (laughs) Um, you know, but, but, and then it's up to you to, to, to train them. It's your business. There's just no way that anyone can ever train a bunch of people and say, here, they are just ready to go from day one. We've already trained them for you.
0: Right. How long does it usually, do, are you involved in that process at all? Like how long does it usually take your, your well, clients to like train one of the
1: VAs? I mean, it, it depends how sophisticated Um, and some, some people are just better at training than others. We have, right. we have things that we, we have like checklists, we have scorecards, we have things that we suggest, you know, for onboarding and training. Um, But we're not involved. I mean, it it's, and, and, look, I, I've always heard it takes anywhere from three to six months to really figure out if you have somebody good or not. Mm. Uh, and what you do is you give them two or three tasks week one and see how they do. And then you, you know, next week you add something else. The next week you add something else and you take it slowly. It's not a savior who's going to come in and, and by the end of the first week, just totally, you know, rock your world. Now we have had that. We have had a few people so great that our clients are like, I'm never leaving. I'll, you know, I would never give this person up, but for the most part, it, it takes time. You know, six weeks is probably about average.
0: Yeah. And, um, oh, I just had another question and it just flew right out of my head. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I don't know what I was going to say, but it will come back to me, I'm sure, as we continue talking. Um, oh, what did it have to do with? Um, are there any benefits involved for your... For VAs, or is that like on the entrepreneur or the business owner? Oh, so yeah, we
1: like. What do you mean? Like, we we pay for bonuses and and we do all kinds of stuff for the VAs that um, each all the countries require and and more. So, um, but but I don't. I guess does that answer your question or? or...
0: Yeah. Well, I was, I mean, in the U S we're like, Ooh, benefits like medical dentals, like stuff like that. Is there anything like that involved with you? Yeah. And and that's
1: country specific. So I guess it's a a long, long answer to that question.
0: (laughs) So there could be is, is yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. But again, because we are the employer with the legal employer, we have to take care of all that, not you as our client. You just pay us and we handle all the extras.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's good yeah. to know. Um awesome. What what are some really <clears throat> good tips for somebody that is like uh I need to, you know, I I know I need to hire somebody. What am I looking for like I know that this is going to be business and person specific too, but what should they really be
1: looking for in a great virtual assistant? Yeah, that, that, that totally depends on your personality. I always try to find somebody that if you look, if you have core values in your, in your business that are defined, then you know what to look for. It's somebody that meets those core values. Um, if, if you haven't gotten to that point yet, I would get there soon. Yeah. But otherwise you're, you're trying to find somebody with your energy, somebody that you're going to enjoy, you know, again, you're making two lists, right? Something I enjoy doing, something I don't enjoy doing. Interacting with the person I'm delegating all this crap to, that should be something you enjoy. If you just don't like the person you're, you're going to be like, "Ah, I'd rather not get them on zoom real quick. So let me do it myself.
0: Hmm. Yes. So personality, like a a vibe, you get a vibe with the person. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You want to hire for personality and train for skill.
0: Perfect. That was the perfect answer right there. (laughs) Hire for personality, train for skill. Beautiful. And you already know by the time, you know, you're picking somebody like, you know, to give somebody, do you want to interview this person? You already know what kind of skills they need. Yep. to have. So you okay. don't, we don't have to worry about that right. because you're, you're choosing the people that already have those skills and you're like, okay. And so pretty much it's like a personality interview at this point.
1: Yeah. So we're, we're finding based on, on the intake with you as the client and, and all of your needs, we're finding something that we think is going to be a great fit for you, both personality and skill wise, but that's really up to you. Um, Hey, Janessa, I wanted to mention one thing before before we finish here, Yeah. Um, and I know I jumped quickly. That's going to sound like somebody edited that, right? I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was on one sentence and I was like, oh, Janessa, that's going to sound like you you're on podcasts where they get edited, but I promise that was not, that was me. Um, I was advised one time to make an offer for the audience, but do it early because most people will listen for a few minutes and tune out, and I never follow that advice, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> look i've been the entrepreneur that just this was and it sounds like you were too i really love the way that you said you know you couldn't hire someone uh, you were mm. just so afraid it made your stomach turn which is mm. my life for two years um but for for those people that are that are open-minded and willing to do what we're saying here and just just learn that you have to get someone again if you're a really tiny business and you're at like a few hundred dollars per month Going upward. find someone for a few dollars, you know, $5 per hour, hire part time. That, that's quite all right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but for everyone else who, who wants to grow quickly and wants a dedicated person and serious about growing, um, go to getstaffedup.com forward slash VIP. That's our very short intake page. Mm-hmm. You just put your name, number, email, and where you heard about us. So if you mention this podcast, we'll give you $500 off your startup fee.
0: Ooh, that's amazing. We'll definitely put that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And I also have the, the link here for the taming, the email monster that you mentioned earlier. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely use that. And so you just told us where to find you on the internet. So tell us where we can find you on like Instagram, Facebook, all the places.
1: Um, All the places. I, I wish you're gonna have to ask my VA. So Uh, (laughs) i love that
0: answer (laughs) linkedin just
1: type in brett trembley i don't i don't know if there's even another one out there all right i'll save
0: you i'll save you on this one so instagram (laughs) and facebook is both get staffed up so um so go check him out there oh oh, yeah yeah i'm sorry i
1: thought you said you as in brett and and separate from business so yes get staffed up we're (laughs) just type that in on instagram facebook uh linkedin twitter we're all over the place. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: And if you want to get to know Brett more, you can absolutely go for request him
1: on Facebook. Hey, you know, you asked, or at least I thought you did. you did. I need, I need to delegate my understanding. apparently too.
0: Oh, that was amazing. No, that's great. That was perfect. All right. So as always, everyone screenshot this episode, tell us your aha moments tag us in your stories on Instagram. If you have questions, please DM us because we are always here and we want to help you. So Brett, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And this was a great conversation, lots of information and um, we'll
1: see everyone the next time. Excellent. Janessa, thank you so much for having me. Stay warm and have a great day. Thanks. You
0: too. Have you ever wondered why some days you're so energized that whipping through actions in your business is a breeze and others you feel like you just want to go back to bed, pull the covers over your head and totally retreat from the world? Or maybe there are weeks where everything feels easier and the abundance is flowing while others feel like you're smashing your head on a brick wall and resistance seems to rule, leading to a shit ton of trash talk going on in your head. If you're anything like me and most entrepreneurs, you've tried to push through and keep hustling even when your mind, body, and soul are crying out for rest. Because that's what we've been taught we need to do to be successful. Go, 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 24-7. What if I told you that it doesn't have to be that way? Imagine just for a moment that you could create an abundant, profitable business without living on the edge of exhaustion and burnout. What if you could actually enjoy your business in a state of joy, ease, and flow? What if you could find that healthy balance of business, life, and self without the guilt of not being on all the time? Well, you can. By understanding your own unique energy, Clearing out the old stories that play in a loop in your head and replacing them with upgraded, next-level, empowered versions that are aligned with your vision, kick-ass strategies, and awesome business coaching to move your business forward. You don't always have to be on in order to be successful and get big things done. In fact, it's not natural or healthy and could even be a barrier to the ultimate success of your business. Knowing when to floor the gas pedal and when to hit the brake, you'll no longer need to push or force your way forward. Instead, you can switch into receiving mode, find your flow and be the limitless abundant being you were created to be. I'd like to introduce you to the Elevated Entrepreneur Membership. In this vibration raising community, I am bringing you the first business building, spirituality driven membership that shows you how to apply the principles of energy, spirituality, mindset and strategy To grow your business from the inside out for lasting success. Check out the link in the show notes or visit my website, theelevatedentrepreneur.net for more info.